Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silver, and today's guest is Kate Houston. Kate usually works with women who are ambitious and successful in business, yet anxious in love. Women who've experienced roller coaster relationships in the past that are finally ready to free themselves of past pain and tap the power within them to create the relationship they've always desired. Helping women feel empowered to create the deeply loving partnership they've always dreamed of is what Kate does. Teaching them how to have courageous conversations with themselves and then their partner to create freedom and intimacy for a lifetime is who she is. So today we're gonna be talking about how to be courageous and free in dating, love, and life. Now, you know I always say it's important to fully heal before even thinking about another relationship. So if you're not there yet, the only relationship you're building is an incredible relationship filled with love, respect, and trust for yourself. Once you've got that dialed in, then it's perfectly okay to start dating. And my guest, Kate Houston, is going to give you some great ideas to date courageously. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we're with my friend Kate Houston today, and we're talking about how to be courageous and free in dating, love, and life. And I just want to say, before I even introduce you, Kate, I always tell my audience, it is, yes, 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 dating is wonderful, but we need to get ourselves to our physical, mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual best, because if we don't, all we will do is create more of the same. So having said that, do not date unless you've done your work to heal whatever needed healing, because that's when you're coming at it from the best possible position. And we'll get, we'll get more into that. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to share and talk about dating and love and to find that freedom that actually does begin before you're on those first dates. It absolutely is within you. Yes. So, you know, because that's the thing. It's like everybody, and I get it. We're so, we're in so much pain. We feel so alone. We feel so lonely. And we just, we just believe, well, you know what, if I meet somebody else, then that will replace and replenish this pain I have in my heart. No, we need to do that work for ourselves first to get ourselves to that better place. I, you know, it's that whole, you complete me thing. I can't stand that. Because what happens if something goes wrong with that relationship? Are you back to being a half again? No, we need to make ourselves whole. So let's dive into this whole topic. How do you, let's start with how do you know if you even are ready to start dating again? Because well, I, there are people in, you know, true. in this community, they may be, you know, single for a really long time, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're ready to date. How do you know when you're ready? Well, I am big on a revolutionary love in the way in which we define it. We have all the movies, the songs, the, you know, the hormones that tell us one story about what love is, but truly what love is, is it's a journey to uh, better ourselves and to evolve with another human being as our mirror. And when we, when we are able to I guess it's transcend some of those stories or experiences that maybe didn't get us what we wanted or were push-pull or were difficult or painful or traumatic. And we're actually leaning into it to be in support of betterment somebody else by just being witness to them living and them with me or you. That is the magic. It's not to love and be loved because that's a giving to get energy. It's to be, capital B-E, capital L, love. Be the verb of love. Be the noun of love. Be radiating love out from your core 
where it starts with the self-love, right? And we that word gets tossed around, but it's really about self-empathy, self-compassion, and loving on your shadow side, all those dark crevices and places that you don't like, didn't want to look at, and accepting yourself as being human, not superhuman, not a perfectionist. And I say this because I'm a recovering one. <laughs> and you know what I love about what you're saying? It's, it's based on love, not need. Yeah. You're right. Because it just seems like if it's based on need, like I need this other person to feel whole, to feel complete, to feel worthy, to feel whatever. Or I need this love to feel validated, right. which, you know, a lot of the, the healing gets to happen prior to that when we didn't get the validation as kids in families and some other some relationships we've had it didn't work. Well, it didn't work because we weren't able to be grounded and centered. So the whole idea of being like courageous and free is that no matter what happens, you are the eye of the storm and the hurricane, no matter what you can navigate it. It doesn't feel good. It can hurt and you feel your feels, but you're not knocked over and leading to be in bed for a month because of it, because your whole worthiness is knocked off because somebody took it away. The thing they were giving you. So it's not tied to worthiness. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how do we give us an example of someone who's dating and they have no business dating and then someone, <laughs> it could be the same experience, but this person's ready. What, give, what would it look oh. like? Well, there's some different things. Um, be careful of your language. Words create our reality. Every day, every moment, first and foremost, the inner conversation we have with ourselves what criticisms do we give ourselves? Oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, I look so fat in that. Oh, oh, I, you know, and then it's the, sometimes we'll internalize it that way, or we project out, well, I can't believe she's wearing those tights. Well, that's because we don't feel good about us, or we don't think we can look good in that, or God, look at that ass. Well, my butt doesn't look good anymore. So, <laughs> or it's not 20 something anymore. Oh, you know, right. thoughts are things. It's we so get to true. really get underneath what's behind what we're saying and catch ourselves and shift that. Um, so if we're in those kind of conversations and don't beat yourself up if you're in it, that's human. Lots of people are in that state. But if you wanna elevate and learn and grow and transform, uh, this is the work we get to do. So this is where I'm talking about language. He ghosted me. I'm being catfished. You know, like those are languages that we think are about outside of us but we're actually judging ourselves in those statements. And, and you know, I was feeling into it when you said that, it's very disempowering. Yeah, and we don't know that we're handing our power away with saying he ghosted me. Well, nobody can do anything to you unless you allow it. So I always try to get into the minds and, and hearts of my listeners and viewers. And right now they're like, but he did, he didn't show up. <laughs> so yeah, that's different. I, that's different. It's, it's the, it's the, instead of inferring the meaning behind it, which is just validating unlimiting belief you, we all have about ourselves deep at the core, ghosting seriously is a validation for I'm not worthy. And mm -hmm. I say this because I had it. Mm -hmm. So, and it, I wanted to fight it and not believe it. And then when I said, what if it's true? What is it that I'm really, it's the, you know, my, my subconscious and everything wants to prove the limiting beliefs that have quote, kept me safe when I was a kid growing up or whatever, 
that I created to make sense of a nonsensical world, but I'm not getting what I want anymore. So those tools don't work anymore. So, okay. So, so ghosting, I love that. Ghosting is a validation for I'm not worthy. So the same experience with, let's say that, that yeah. 2.0 version, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Who has done the work. How yeah. does she uh, interpret it? It's simply, oh, he hasn't responded. Oh, he hasn't responded in a week. And you don't have to make up a story about he's not interested or he's only looking for X, Y, Z or, um, you know, getting up, getting upset and angry because we don't know what's going on with the other person. If somebody has a busy life, frankly, I would want to date somebody who has a life that's full. So if they're not living by the swiping, I love that. That means they're out in the world and they're not just on this online universe. That matters to me. <laughs> right. Okay. So I could see, and I, and I could just, I could just picture them now. I love Some it. of them Bring are saying, it. okay, that makes sense. I see that. But then again, if someone isn't willing to make the time for me, then I'm just not interested. Well, you could see, and there doesn't have to be a rejection energy because usually we put out, it's a defense. There's a, an invisible defense, an energetic defense. We're automatically saying, but well, fine. But we've just sent that out into the universe to a whole lot of other men. It's not just a laser beam. It's a ripple. It's your mm -hmm. whole sphere covered mm -hmm. now in fine. <laughs> and I think that, right. Okay. And so I think the biggest piece of that is to not personalize it. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's so hard not to though, right? Right. But we, we have to peel it apart, slow it down and realize when we personalize it, it connects back to some belief that was keeping us safe that doesn't actually serve us any longer, but it's part of that foundation. And when we do the work and get honest with ourselves and love on ourselves, even for that messy stuff and get in there, then we can shift that. And it really sets us up to be free where we have standards. Mm -hmm. I like to say standards. Some people say boundaries. Sometimes there's a lot of stigma around the word boundary. And there's a lot of defensive energy around that. But I like to say standards because it's about what you will and will not accept. Mm -hmm. And lots of people have different standards. If there are guys out there only looking to get into bed with you, and at least they're honest about it, and you can just say, no, thank you. We don't have to get upset about it. Thank you for telling me my standard is not yours. That's mm -hmm. it. We're not in alignment. Right. Okay. There's no that's you. Right. So that's fair. I mean, if they're being honest about it, we know we we hmm. understand the rules here. And if we don't want to play, then then that's fine. So understanding the or if just, they message you, don't get offended if they messaged you because maybe they didn't read your profile. It doesn't matter. You get to state and stand up for your standards in a way that's kind and loving because that's what you want to do in relationship. You're practicing and dating how to communicate and interact with another human being or other human beings. Because when you get in relationship, you just have to continue to do this new and creative and, and open and vulnerable communication. It's not like suddenly there's a magic wand and everything works out when you're suddenly exclusive. <laughs> right. Now let's talk about this because so often I see that someone, you know, let's say a couple gets together and, and before long, one, the other, both, lose themselves and it's almost like the only way i'm going to keep this is if i just keep conceding to things and going along with things and then at some point they get really resentful because they they haven't stated their needs they haven't made it clear because they were so busy trying to mold themselves into being this person 
how do we know if we're even doing that? How do we recognize it? And how do we not do that in the 2.0 version of us? Well, I can give a secret. This is a secret that a lot of particularly women don't understand about um, how men fall in love. Oh, we all want to know the secret. It's the secret. Men fall in love with women by how women treat themselves, not how they treat the men. Yes, being kind to the men matters, but the mystery in their self-confidence, in their sensuality, like it's not about you wearing the lingerie, it's about how you're showing up in the lingerie that is turning them on, helping them fall in love, the way in which you take a stand for your standards, and the way in which you're playful with that and you're able to communicate it in a loving kind, knowing that the other person is with well and good intentions rather than attacks. This is where like, wow, I can be a part of this. I and, and they want women to feel good. And if a woman feels good with who they are, wow, a man feels like I can support that versus I'm responsible for that. That's a lot of pressure. So when we hand over responsibility of our feelings to someone else, that's when we lose each other, we lose ourselves. And when we lose ourselves and don't have that confidence and we're not taking care of ourselves, there's nothing for somebody to love. They don't know who you, it's like, now you are a ghost, literally mm -hmm. disappeared. Right, I love that. <laughs> and, and it really is. So, so in being confident, knowing who you are, what you want, then somebody could, get, could, could be like, okay, I see, I see capital S, I see you. And I can and I can go along with that. That makes total sense. Now, I'm sure there are lots of partners who could be very threatened by that confidence, though. And now, I mean, that's the right one for you, then. Right. It's great so, news. You yeah. learned something. Yeah. No, thank you. So now what about and speaking of someone who may be threatened, there's the wounded, right? The, Maybe, yeah, they're still a wounded bird. They haven't the, done their work. And or, talk to us about the wounded bird. What how uh, do we know? that person's a wounded bird. How do we steer clear? What do we do? Well, we ask questions. One of the things I think is that, that people, so many men have said to me and others that, gosh, all I get is like the job interview coffee date. And then they're like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want, this doesn't feel good. They have enough work at work. Right. So coming into a conversation to ask for stories, to listen for their uh, history and what they share. And men are really vulnerable when we listen. They really are open up and share things. Like they might share that they're the middle child or the youngest and what that meant. And then you can always follow up like, oh, how did that, how did you navigate that? Did you feel like left out of things? And you don't have to be doing it with the idea of like, ooh, I wanna find out if something's wrong right now. It's like, oh, my heart is feeling compassion right now. I wonder what he went through and just listen to the story. And then it's to understand and then say, oh, how did you work through that? Or, you know, maybe they did have a difficult moment in childhood. Wow, how'd you work through that? Have you, have you healed from that? You can literally ask that. And guys will say, you know, there are times I still struggle with it, but I feel like I've done work around that. And you're like, great. Cause that means they're a healed warrior, not a wounded bird. Cause it's, nobody's unscathed in life. We all come with battle wounds, but it's, have we healed? Have we done the work? Are we able to be in responsibility to that? To let go of the hold that those past hurts had on us? So we can actually be entering healed into relationship. That makes so much sense. So is there, is there a way to, to like date in a healthy way? <laughs> yes. 
Well, I think so. I mean, it, it, part of it is, you know, sort of seeking mentorship and accountability to support you in breaking the habits that are not getting you what you want or that have gotten you things that definitely do not feel good. Um, and to have that support in some way, shape or form, just like you are supporting so many to break the patterns of how they, what happened in that moment to heal some of that, you know, that supports because you have blind spots. We all have blind spots. I have blind spots that I can't see no matter how hard I look under there. That's why relationship is so great. If you trust somebody and are vulnerable enough with them and, and, and trust each other to be honest in a caring, loving way, they're going to share something about your blind spot. And, yeah, and you need okay. to be open for that to go, wow, I didn't see that versus oh, don't tell me about that. Right. Okay. So now this comes up a lot in my community. Yeah. Where, uh, a lot of people are in a relationship with that narcissist, that gaslighter. And they're in the beginning, there's all that love bombing. It just yeah. feels so good. It looks so good. It sounds so good. And oh. then it's not. How do you <laughs> yeah, let's let's go there because I just you know as someone is is coming out of a of a betrayal experience and they've healed their heart, they're trusting enough to say, okay, you know what, here I go, but they don't want that again. And and in our community, we help them strengthen their BS meter so they can sniff it out from a mile away. But I want you to share what would be sort of a telltale sign. How would they know? How do they navigate that? Well, I believe the first thing to cross check is am i receiving the messaging they're giving as the validation for my worthiness or does it just feel good because they're recognizing something i know i have in me there's a difference right mm -hmm. because are you falling in love with how he is treating you or for who he is now there's i want to be careful here because you do want to have a man treat you well be kind to you, but is it because it's validating something that you're not validating yourself? That's the first piece. There's knowing that. And then it's sitting in, okay, are they saying things that they couldn't possibly know about you yet? Like, mm -hmm. yes, you're beautiful. Yes. Oh, wow. I love your dynamic, your personality. But if they're stating things that are more like things you could only know after knowing someone for a while, mm -hmm. And making a, and you want to believe it, but you know that like, if they're saying, I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head, but um, I'm sure the gals watching can absolutely know or listening because they're going, oh, maybe I did that. You know, and he's like, oh, you must be a fabulous, you're a fabulous mother. Well, you haven't seen me as a mother. Maybe I'm a horrible mother. You don't know, but you want it. They're feeding into the desired belief versus reality right okay so that's really important it's feeding into the desired belief versus yeah. the reality okay that's or you know i mean are you are you a and i for something like that it could be like we well, can't possibly know that yet you could even tease with that but depending on where they're coming from you could hear the love bombing because it's feeding a need versus val it's um recognizing something you already know about yourself. Okay. All right. And, and you know what? And here's a perfect time to trust your gut because it never lies. Yeah. If you're getting a sense like this really sounds nice, but how could he possibly know that? Yeah. And it just feels good, but, but you know. And the love at first sight chemistry. Hello. We know that that is a familiar pattern, often dysfunctional wanting to repeat that if you absolutely like, wow, I just like, I met them two hours ago and it's like, I'm in love. Well, 
that should be the warning sign for both of you because it's two to tango to go okay what's actually underneath this okay where you know what was your family like maybe you didn't even talk about it on your two-hour date and you get to go wow maybe we both had really um uh mothers that were really you know put us down a lot oh wow we get that's why we're connecting okay and you can still figure out how to have a relationship in those types of things when you're both doing the work to be aware because we all come like i said with stuff but it's about separating it out, about making it about each other when we get to recognize it's that history. But I think too, like the the thing with love bombing and, and narcissism is that that is so interesting is that how we showed up. And I say this we because I was one, I was an utterly codependent, didn't know it. my family, my parents had parents who were alcoholics, my parents didn't drink, but they brought plenty of good behavior in with them to learn. <laughs> And I learned it not knowing it, overgiving, you know, doormat, all these things. And what I realized is that me being that drew that type of person to me. So how empowered I felt once I realized that, that if I actually shift out of those behaviors, I'm not going to attract a narcissistic person anymore because they're looking for somebody that puzzle piece matches them. And it doesn't mean they're like, actively looking consciously necessarily there's a lot of people that it is an unconscious subconscious thing that we don't know and, and you know it's so true because you see who you are by who you attract yes right and and it's like people you would attract when you were not at your best and you weren't feeling great you would you just wouldn't resonate it just wouldn't this be is why anymore. i love to tell women you know, when men are first out of relationships for just divorced or in separation, when you're meeting them at their worst or what they would perceive as their worst, they're most, they're still in super healing, trying to figure things out. They're not going to be the right match for you because you're, you're accepting them at that level. Plus you don't know what the healing is going to be to see if it aligns with you yet. And they're busy working out all their stuff. You don't want them working out all their stuff on you. Yeah. And you don't want to be momming them either, which I know sometimes in codependence can happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So then, so I, I love the idea of if it's feeling like validation, uh, it's one thing, but if it's feeling like, um, you know, it, it, it could possibly be something that this person knows about me and it's just, you know, where, where is it all coming from? And, and really taking the time here to just understand what's being sent your way and where, where are you feeling it? How does it, how does it feel? What other, what other tips or strategies do you have for everybody? Well, I definitely believe that um, the first thing we get to do, one of my favorite tips is to shift, uh, shift patterns is to be aware, catch the pattern and you choose to do something different. Now I recommend if the thing you used to do is really hard not to do anymore, just doing nothing is hard enough. Just choose to say nothing. You know, I think of road rage is a good example. Sometimes that, like that's an impulsive thing. Sometimes you can be in the moment. You're scared and you respond out of fear. And if you can catch yourself and just not do whatever yelling you used to do in the car and be silent, that's huge moving the dial forward and shifting. So and then 
Yeah, becoming yeah. aware. That's so huge. And you'll see. Uh, uh, all yes. of <laughs> I have a rubber band. And it's because I'm working on some of my own stuff. And, and it's just, you're not aware of everything, right? So I have this on actually because I'm, I'm reading, rereading Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And it's no blaming or complaining as the first thing. And I was like, you know, let's just see. Can I not blame or complain? So I have this rubber band to remind me. So, you know, something so simple, right? Yes. It's, it's a great, it's just a great great way to just see how we're showing up in what we're doing. And that's it. I love the idea of becoming aware. And for me, it's the rubber band and you see it right, right here. And then um, not do it at least at the very least, not <laughs> reacting the same way. Yeah. And I love that. It's like the not, um, not complaining or blaming. It's starting with yourself, like the self blame and self, you know, judgment we do. Right. Well, I was just thinking just about little things in my throughout my day. And there are so many times and I've only been doing it for two days, but there were so <laughs> many little instances, just almost as conversation, I was going to say, like, just what went wrong. And I was like, why would I want to do that? And even just the reminder, having this on my wrist is stopping me. So yeah, it's, I it. everybody, I recommend it to everybody. Listen, <laughs> listen up. It's powerful. So yeah. is there another tip you want to share? I believe that uh, one of the most important ones that I have is whenever you are activated, some people say the word triggered, it has a lot of heat, that word, but I say activated in some way, it's 100% all about you. And if you can own that as a principle, like a absolute principle and approach each one of those situations from that, it's because somebody's saying something that reminds you of an inciting experience or maybe a new boyfriend said something or looked at you the way an old boy and it just took you right back to that. When we get to own that, then we get to be in those moments with somebody new and say, I'm reacting. I kind of want to run, but I'm trying not to. I'm not sure what's happening. Even if like, maybe you do know, maybe you don't, but just saying, I'm kind of freaking out right now. But instead of saying you and just getting off in, into some activation, you know, fear, anger response, it's like, ooh, I'm owning this and I don't even know what to do right now. They might say, can I hold you? What do you need? I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm gonna walk around the block. Can I do that and come back and maybe I'll sort of, I mean, that is intimacy. That's messy. That's showing your partner that you don't know what's going on all the time. I mean, that's true. Right, right. But it's, but it's acknowledging that something's going on within you that you need to deal with. I love that. What do you wanna make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? I would love everybody to know that I have an online series coming up that is called How to Heal a Broken Heart, Be Courageous, Bounce Back, and Find Extraordinary Love. Because when you heal your heart, truly become whole, become grounded and centered, and you are super um, connected with your value and your worth and your standards that nobody can cause you strife. Truly, you can navigate any situation, any relationship with grace, with confidence, and with kindness. And the series is coming up, and we're going to have a link for people to join. Yes? Beautiful. Absolutely. 100%. And you know what I love about this? Because it's, it's intentional. It's going into this, not just blindly like, well, I hope this works out, you know, because hope is not a strategy. This is, this is intentional. And, you know, everybody you're hearing from someone who this is her wheelhouse. So Kate, absolutely brilliant. We'll have a link in the show notes. And um, I just want to thank you so much for what you've shared today. It's just, it's just so helpful. 
I just want to make sure I say it again. If you're still moving through your shattered trust and your betrayal experience, it is not the time to date, but that is not everybody certainly who's listening. So if you are ready, here's, here's a way to do it uh, in, in just a really strategic and healthy way. So I want to thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Some great advice about how we're showing up with the words we use and what we take actions to mean. Stay in touch with Kate by going to katehoustoncoaching.com forward slash events forward slash Debbie. And we'll have all of our information in the show notes at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Men fall in love with women based on how they treat themselves. They want to support their partner's happiness versus being responsible for it. And that really neat, really makes so much sense. So as you hear me say so often, it's all about us. The better we feel, the better we are all around. So if your confidence isn't where it needs to be, don't look for outside validation. That's a short-term solution at best. It's an inner game. So work on that and the rest will take care of itself. Speaking of working on yourself, take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz to see what may need cleaning up so you can show up courageously in whatever it is you're ready for. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.